Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls. We are here to break down and give you guys bets for Super Wild Card Weekend. Can't wait to jump into this one. Steph, how are you doing? You excited for us to finally get into the playoffs? I'm very excited. Excited to go to the game itself. You know, have the heartbreak in person is obviously going to be nicer than sitting on my couch, right? So, no, I'm excited for this weekend. There's a few duds on this uh, slate, but that's okay. Smalls going to Minnesota and the Giants in Minnesota. Hopefully, we'll talk about it a little bit later when we get to our Sunday parlay, but might be a little spicy in Minnesota this weekend, but let's start off. We're going to do a lot of parlays on this show. I can't wait to jump into all of them, and we're going to start off right now with the Saturday slate. We're going to put together a nice little parlay. We're each going to give out our two favorite picks of the day, and we're going to put it into a parlay, and hopefully we're going to make you guys some money here. All right, so let's start off. First game on the board, the Seahawks and the 49ers. What's the side in total that you like, or what are the two plays that you want to put into our parlay for this one? Yeah. Uh, For this one, I actually am going to take the Seattle plus nine and a half. Well, I think that Seattle doesn't win this game. I think they're still going to give it their all. I think that they are not going to be able to hold off Purdy and how well – it's actually unreal how well he has been playing. Um, We were just talking about that before we got on and started recording. Like, his stats are unbelievable. Um, Rookies are 3-10 in their first appearance in the playoffs. So there's maybe something to that. I think that the that San Francisco's luck has to run out. They've just been so hot right now. So I do like the Seattle plus nine and a half. I saw a 10 still out there before I got on, I think, at win. Um, but, yeah, I'm interested to see how you feel about this game because we didn't really get to talk about it. Yeah, I'm kind of on the other side here. I think San Francisco yeah. is going to absolutely blow Love the out. doors off of Seattle. Look, the two times that they played this year, especially if we go back to what happened in week two, Seattle basically couldn't move the ball in this game. And Seattle's offense is really, really sketchy to me right now. I don't think Brock Purdy is going to go and put, you know, a 35-burger on the board, although they could. But I do think that Seattle, maybe that team total under, it's probably going to be like 16 and a half. I like the under team total in this game. I don't think Seattle's offense can can get going in this one. So I'm fully comfortable taking – San Francisco at minus nine and a half, minus 10. But if you want to roll with Seattle plus 10, I'll ride with you. No, I'll roll with you because I thought when I looked at this lane too, here's the thing. There's probably going to be a blowout game. And if we just take out Miami, the Miami game and the Cincinnati game, because I mean, it kind of sucks that they're not, their quarterbacks are not playing. It's giving us like a really shitty game. So if you take them out, I think the only other game that has the, chance to be a blowout is this one so i'll roll with you here on with san francisco all right so let's take san francisco minus 10 we'll take what do you think about the total over under 42 i think it's gonna go under i can see this game being as high scoring okay so wait so we're doing the under 42 and a half or over sorry you like the over? Cut we're totally no. off on this game. no i like the under is fine with me i i think that okay. the total I think the game ends uh, like 27-14, which would give us like 41. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. So, all right. So San Francisco minus 10, the under 42 and a half. Then we're going to do the Chargers and Jacksonville, which I think is one of the most interesting games of the entire slate. And we did a show yesterday, and I kind of gave you a preview of what I'm thinking about here. But I want to get your opinion before we do anything. Jacksonville plus two and a half live. Over under is 47 and a half. Which way are we leading in this one? I like the over 47 and a half. I think that this is the only wild matchup between two 4,000 yard passers. It should be high scoring in theory. I'm kind of on the other end. I know that you are on Jacksonville and the Chargers and your Chargers dream that happened the other night that you were able to write down and tell us on the show yesterday. I find this game stupid. <laughs> that was my first note. Like, I just, I think everyone is expecting a really exciting game. I know that everyone is on Jacksonville. I think it is absolutely ridiculous that Staley played his starters as long as he did. And then there was injuries to Joey Bosa and Mike Williams. His game is going to be very close. Like, I, it would not surprise me if this is a one-point game and it goes either way. Yeah, so for those of you that missed it, it'll be out later today. But I basically had a dream that came to me and said that the Jaguars are going to win, Brand Staley's going to get fired, and Sean Payton is going to end up as the head coach of the Chargers, and that will all happen by the end of this week. So I'm going to trust whatever internal judgment I have in this game. I would love for the Chargers to win. But I think Jacksonville gets this done. Two and a half is way too much. Maybe we can get a three in this little parlay. But we'll take the over 47 and a half. We'll take Jacksonville plus two and a half, and we'll see what happens. So let's throw that in to a parlay right now. All we're going to do is we're going to put $100 on San Francisco minus 10, the total of under 42 and a half, Jacksonville plus two and a half, and the over 47 and a half. We're going to get some good numbers on this one. I actually I like that you. a lot. We're going to risk $100 to win $1,291 on our four-leg Saturday parlay. Make some money. All righty. Let's get to the Sunday Super Wild Card Weekend parlay. We got six games on the board. No, we got three games on the board. We're putting in six bets. We're putting together a sick parlay. Let's get right to it. First game of the day on the board is going to be the Miami Dolphins who are plus 13 at the Buffalo Bills. Total set at 43 and a half. Looks like this one is going to be Skylar Thompson from all the information that I see right now, which is kind of sort of unbelievable. Also, seems like Tamar Hamlin is going to be on the field in some capacity for the Bills. So, Bills by 10 billion points. That's what we're doing here, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, the Bills could – hit this over like on their own this game could get out of control really fast I think I personally don't want a lot to do with this game just because of that I like the bills to cover I don't think that they're I mean Skylar Thompson this is ridiculous like we're getting Skylar Thompson against the Buffalo Bills who have been dominant for the most part of this season Josh Allen averaged like 350 pass yards seven TDs and no interceptions against the the Dolphins in the two regular season matchups I do, however, like Josh Allen to throw an interception at plus 132. You know, everyone knows I like to have trends, and he hasn't thrown one yet against them. How about he gives one uh, to them here? But that's how Miami can stay in this game. would have to be defensively. So they're going to have to play very hard. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't see this. The Miami Dolphins standing a chance. 
Yeah, let's just do it. We'll keep it easy. Buffalo minus 13. We'll take the over 43 and a half, assuming that Miami can put up a couple points, but that Buffalo is probably going to put up a 35 spot real quick in this one. Yeah. Hopefully we can get the over 43 and a half. I think 35-10, 35-14 seems like a good final score for this one. Buffalo is just going to like, they're going to find a way to get to 35 in this game. It's just the way that it's going to happen. Divisional opponent in Buffalo after what's happened the last couple of weeks, I think that they absolutely come out here and dominate. No reason for them to take their foot off the gas. My actual favorite play in this game would probably be Buffalo first half because I just think they're going to come out and absolutely light it on fire. All right, let's get to, you know what? I want to save your game for last. So we're going to go to the night game. We're going to go to Ravens, Bengals. Bengals minus nine, total set at 40 and a half right now. Looks like it's probably going to be Anthony Brown or Tyler Huntley. Lamar probably out, I would say that's safe to assume. Tyler Huntley is dealing with tendonitis in his shoulder, so not sure he's going to be able to go. He hasn't practiced. He might be able to play, but do you really want to put a quarterback into a playoff game when they haven't been able to practice? I don't know. So that leaves Anthony Brown. Not great. Bengals are rolling right now. What do you think? Because I, I, I think that I know what I want to do in this game, but I want to hear your opinion first. I'm very torn on this game. It's so funny because this number would look totally different if Lamar was playing. I kind of lean the over in this game, too, just because I think it could get out of control, similar to the Bills-Miami game. Ravens-Z does play hard, so I part of me thinks that the Ravens could randomly cover this game, maybe the Bengals slow down, but I'm just going to trust my gut here and roll with the Bengals. Uh, no Lamar. Ravens are in a bad spot. So you don't think that there's any shot? Just because this is a divisional game, these two teams hate each other. Whatever happened last week was just Harbaugh doing nothing to show the Bengals anything. But the Bengals have been rolling. This is where I'm like, I'm confused because, yes, if it's Anthony Brown, no one wants any part of this line. And this line might close at 10, 11. 12. I, don't, I don't really know how high this could go. Yeah. But also, it's all, all public money. This Ravens defense, let's not forget, is one of the best units in the NFL. I think that they will come to compete in this game. I like <clears throat> this under 40 and a half under. a lot. And I'm kind of leaving leaning towards the Ravens. The only reason, you know, for the purposes of the parlay, I'm okay with putting it in at plus nine. But I'm going to wait until pretty much kickoff and see how high this thing goes because I think it could be a lot yeah. higher. I, like, could this end up be like, it wouldn't shock me if this score ends up being like a 17-13 type game. Like, I wouldn't be, that would not surprise me because I think defensively, the Ravens can stay in this game and I think they are going to come hard. We've seen the Bengals in some positions where their O-line is, has played better, but it's still not that strong. Uh, and you see what happens when Burrow does get some pressure on him. He's played fantastic. But this divisional game could get a little weird too. And this number, like you said, is going to get ridiculous. Like, I think I'm comfortable still taking the Bengals at, is it plus nine right now? Yeah, it's plus, or minus nine for the Bengals. Minus nine, right. Um, but that number is going to go up. So I don't know, once it starts getting 10, 11, this number is going to get ridiculous at some point if Lamar is officially ruled out. So I, I probably wouldn't, I would lean Ravens that when it does. But right now I think I'm with you. I feel comfortable taking the nine. You know what? Screw it. There's a money line available on this site right now. So minus 445, you want to just throw that in? Easy leg. Sure, let's do it. All right, let's do that. All right, so my first, our first four picks for the Sunday parlay is going to be Miami, Buffalo over 43 and a half, Buffalo minus 13, 
the Bengals money line minus 445 and the under 40 and a half in that game. All right, let's get to quote unquote the game of the day, the game of the century in the smallest household. We got the New York Giants plus three at the Minnesota Vikings. Total set at 48 in this game. Vikings minus 165 on the money line. Giants at plus 145. I want to get this out of the way to start. I don't care. I'm going to let you make the decision on Giants plus three or Vikings minus three. We are taking the under 48 in this game. That line is completely, it is completely ridiculous to expect the Giants to play in a playoff game and expect an over 48 in this game. The Vikings offense has been worse. The Giants offense can't do shit. We're taking the under 48 in this game. We're taking the under. Oh my god, I hate that, but whatever. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> why do you like why do you like the over so much? I just think that this game, again, these teams match up better than everyone realizes. I don't give a fuck what the Vikings record is. It's so funny, all these Vikings fans, like in my mentions, like you guys are gonna get we're not no one if you watch football, you know neither of these teams is pulling the other one out. So it's either gonna be a match defensively, and if that's the case, I think the Giants win because I think their defense is better than the Vikings defense. Um, if it comes down to offense, I, like, I think Jones is going to be the key factor here. Daniel Jones is everything in this game. If he can, like I said yesterday, I think he rushes for a shitload of yards. I actually was just listening to the sports gambling podcast and Brandon Jacobs said for over 80 rushing yards too. Now I feel more confident in my lock. Um, but I think that, you know, I'm not gonna, I think the Giants cover again. We saw what these teams did. This is going to end up being a close game. I, we can take the under, though. Maybe I don't. Maybe there isn't as many points scored. Maybe you're right. Well, if we're going to take the Giants, it is correlated to the Giants plus – or, sorry, if we're going to take the Giants plus three, it is correlated to the under. So if we want to do both of those, mm-hmm. I'm down with it. Let's get with the get down. Or mm-hmm. we could get super spicy and just say, fuck it. Let's just do Giants money line plus 145 and get the hell out of here. We could. Okay, so then there's another – I know you like the, the – like. Uh, half money lines too. So I was looking into it. Giants have the third worst time of possession in the first half, second best in the second half. So we could take Vikings first half money line or Giants second half money line too. Whoa. Did I just okay. a little bit there? Yeah, a little bit. All right. So let me try to get this in here. So I'm interested. We, we got to go back to the board, people. This never we happened. gotta go back. We gotta right. recap. I waited to tell you this until we were on the show. No, I love it. Uh, all right, so let's see if we can throw in the first half money line here. So you want to do Vikings it first half? Vikings first half, Giants or Giants second half. All right, so I can only do the first half here. So Vikings okay. first half minus one fifty money line, and then we take Giants plus three for the game, and the under forty eight and a half. And we just have seven plays. All right, which which play are we getting rid of? We gotta get rid of a play. Okay. Um, um let's get rid of the Bengals Baltimore total. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if they'll let me. Oh, they won't let me do the correlated. That's Son fine. of a biscuit. Son of a biscuit. All right, we're so we're putting the Bengals total back. Giants plus three. Under yeah. forty eight. Let's ride. All right, so just so that we're aware, if you can do that somewhere, Vikings for, Vikings to win the first half, Giants to win the second half. Steph likes that bet. Vikings to win the first half outright. Giants to win the game. Also kind of like that play. 
Steph also likes Daniel Jones over rushing. I believe the number you said yesterday is 38 and a half to start off with. It is. Right. I think it's now. I think there's only one spot you can get that. I looked before we got on, and it's up to like 40 and a half. I still would take it. Like, I would take it as, like I said, I would go crazy with this number. Um, also, interesting. I'm going to get spicy. I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to fucking share it because we're on the show. I don't know what Justin Jefferson's receiving yards are, but I like his under, whatever it is. Uh, this year, if you go take a look at Mr. Jefferson's stats, when he sees a team for the second time, they actually shut him down entirely. He has 100-plus yard games. The first matchup, then the second matchup, he, they get shut down, and the Vikings lose that game. Very interesting seeing the Giants for the second time. If that will stay true, um, I don't know. But I would be comfortable taking Jefferson's under. I, and I would do that with any second matchup. Not just that it's the Giants, just that that is what the trend says to me. I actually love that play. I, now, <laughs> I don't really want to get in front of Jefferson that much, but the idea that you know they've seen the scheme once and they figured out how to cover Jefferson, yes, he's still an elite player, but they have a scheme for it. Uh, I'm, I'm all in on that angle there. All right, so our Sunday wildcard weekend parlay is going to look like this. We're going to put $100 on Buffalo minus 13, the over 43 and a half in Dolphins Bills, Giants plus three, the Giants under 48, Ravens under 40 and a half, and the Bengals money line minus 445, which is dumb, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> risking, 100, risking $100 to win 2,941. That is our Sunday parlay for Wild Card Weekend. Now we're going to get to the Monday parlay. We got Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Steph, what's your initial opinion on this game as we sit here on Thursday? Looks like we're going to get a line that is Dallas minus two and a half and the total at 45 and a half. I'll tell you right off the get, I like Tampa Bay's defense to score a touchdown because Dak is playing some awful football. I think that that is also a way for Tampa to win this game, which I think they do. I see people switching now. Now that the line has moved, everyone's like, mm, maybe I'm back on Dallas. I'm going to stick with Tampa here. I don't, I think Tampa gets beat the next round. Nothing unites the world more than gambling against Dallas. Let's all be honest. The only people that like Dallas are Dallas fans. Everyone wants to see them burn. Neither of these teams have really played very dominantly down. Like they've struggled down the stretch entirely. Tom Brady is 7-0 against the Dallas Cowboys. I think Tampa wins this game. Could it be high scoring? I don't like, I don't know. I could see that. What's it at right now, even? I know 45 and a half. I'm surprised I didn't set it higher. I might like the over. What do you think? I'm okay with the over here. Uh, 45 and a half low enough where I think we can take advantage. My concern is with Tampa Bay's offense against Dallas's defense. Here's where I'm at on this game. It was kind of wildly confusing to me. I've said all year that if Tampa Bay somehow sneaks into the playoffs, they're going to host one of the best teams in the NFC, and they're going to beat them at home. It's just the way that this is going to end up working. I didn't know if it was going to end up being the Eagles or the Cowboys or whatever, but Tampa Bay at 8-9 and nine, at home with the GOAT, like this was meant to be that Tampa Bay is going to win this game. That's from like a macro perspective. Now, if we look at the actual teams on the field, 
the Cowboys are better in basically every facet than the Tampa Bay right. Buccaneers. The Buccaneers fucking stink. So now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like battling with myself internally whether I believe that, okay, let's just take it for what the teams are on the field this season, which would make me want to bet on Dallas, or am I spinning this narrative in my head where it's the GOAT, it's Brady, it's Mike McCarthy, who we love gambling against, it's Dak Prescott, who's thrown 15 interceptions in 12 games. It's the Dallas Cowboys, who always seem to shoot themselves in the foot and have done so for the past 19 seasons, 29 years. Yeah, 29 years since they won a Super Bowl, or whatever it is, a long time. I I, I can't bet against Brady as a dog at home. Like, it goes against every moral yeah. fiber that I have, so... You know what? Brady getting out. his center back. He said on his podcast he's getting Ryan Jensen back, apparently. I think that's a big thing there. I think also Dallas's defense really let up down the stretch. I mean, like, they were playing so dominant those first weeks. And then, like, they're not really getting as much of a pass rush. Their secondary has been not really great the way that we've seen it. And if that's the case... Brady and again, whoever he decides that day could have a, a massive day against them. So if Dallas shows up, like you said, like on paper, I mean, we shouldn't even be having this discussion. Like Dallas yeah. is a far better team. The Buccaneers have sucked ass this year. Like they have been very bad. We said this, I mean, weeks ago, it must've been only like week seven or something. We thought that Tampa Bay would put it together. And we never really saw that. So what we're going off of is just vintage Brady and Hating the fucking Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, you know, Dallas has thrown up some of the best performances that I've seen this year from the team. The ass whooping in Minnesota was like the most perfect game that any team played this season. And they are yeah. fully capable of doing it. Are they going to do it against Tampa? I don't know. The fact that Brady is what he has been this year or in his career against Dallas. I, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. Tampa Bay plus two and a half over 45 and a half. Let's roll, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, like it could be this, maybe Dallas does, you know, pick up a little bit in the first half, but I think Tom Brady finds a way to close this game. We've seen him do it even this year in, in several games. They win on the, you know, in the fourth quarter. So I could see that being the case as well. But um, I do like the, I'm actually surprised that that total is sitting where it is. We've seen Brady play this game a thousand times. It comes down to him with the ball on the last drive, and he ends up winning. So that's what's going to happen in this game. All right, so we're on Tampa Bay plus two and a half, total over 45 and a half. We're going to do $100 to win $260 on Monday Night Football. All right. We're going to quickly put together the underdog parlay for Super Wild Card Weekend. We're going to take all the dogs that we like to potentially win outright Put them into one play. Let's see the dogs bark this weekend. All right, so the dogs that we definitely are in on. We got to bet Jacksonville plus 125 in here. Okay. And then I, we just said Tampa Bay. So going, plus going 120. with that. Tampa. And then, and then you, I'm not going to say you know it out loud. The, you know the last one. You, know you can last say one. it out loud. I am not saying it to jinx anything, but go ahead. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. The underdog parlay for the wild card weekend of the NFL. We're going to take the three teams that can actually probably get this done. Seattle, you're not winning in San Francisco. I'm sorry. Miami, 
We've seen you try to beat Buffalo. It ain't gonna work. This is not, not week. This is not week three in Miami. You're gonna get your ass whooped. I'm sorry, Skyler Thompson. It ain't happening. And then Baltimore, we think could be frisky, but just too much to overcome with their quarterback situation. So we're gonna leave them off the board. So that leaves us with three realistic options, and we kind of actually like all three. We're gonna hit the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 125. We're gonna take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 120, and the spiciest pick of the week. The small special, even though she won't say it out loud, is going to be the New York Giants on the money line, plus 145. We're going to bet $100 on that parlay, all three teams. We're going to win one, what, $100 to win $1,112. I like it. fucking roll. I I love it. it. All right. Let's get to our final segment of Gambling with Gold for Super Wild Card Weekend. We're going to talk about some fantasy players that you can put into any lineup on any platform that you're thinking of. Of course, we would love you to come play with us at Champions Round. We have two playoff game modes. If you want to come play with us, we have Boost Ball and we have Sunday's Best. Boost Ball, basically, you create a lineup for the entire playoffs. You hope that you get as many points as possible, but you got to play it strategically. You can draft Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, you're not going to get any points this weekend, but if he's going to play three games on the way out, his mm-hmm points become more valuable it's a cumulative total here and you can boost any player that you want for one week so Patrick Mahomes you could boost for the divisional round the championship game and the Super Bowl you got to build out a full roster so that is like a super fun game mode I love doing that one but we're going to focus on Sunday's best for the purposes of this basically you have to draft one quarterback one wide receiver one running back and one tight end just for this weekend, you can pick from any of the six games. We're going to talk about which players you should be targeting in that format and which players you could potentially target in other DFS formats on a one-week basis. If you're playing DraftKings or FanDuel or whoever, these mm-hmm. are guys that you may want to target. So let's start off at quarterback. What are some guys that you're kind of targeting this weekend? We know that obviously Josh Allen and Joe Burrow right. are going to be the first two guys off the board this weekend do you think there's someone else out there that we should be playing yeah honestly i think that trevor lawrence or justin herbert are still good plays they're both like i said this is the only matchup between two four thousand yard passers i think we see a, a lot of passing in that game honestly kind of the sleeper is daniel jones and i hate i hate to say that because we all know it's my team but he had a lot of success against the vikings quarterbacks throughout the season have had a lot of success um, and then if the Giants are going to win that game, he is going to have to be a key factor. So I like Daniel Jones as well um, as a little bit more of a sleeper. Daniel Jones, the fourth quarter of the fantasy season, the number two quarterback in mm-hmm. fantasy behind Patrick Mahomes. I think he averaged 22.9 fantasy points per game. So I don't even think that's so much of a sleeper option, especially if we're yeah. on – the over 38 and a half and your number in your head rushing yards is 80, 80 <laughs> yards and a touchdown fucking start of it. RB one, baby, let's ride. So Love I'm it. all in on the Daniel Jones experience, especially if you like the New York giants. And also remember when we're looking at fantasy totals, something really valuable to do is just go look at the Vegas totals on the game. Where do you expect to see the most points And the highest total this week, despite the fact that we like the under, or at least I like the under, is on this Giants-Vikings game. So the Giants-Vikings may be someone that you want to stack some players 
that are a little bit cheaper options or someone that you're going to draft later on in Sunday's best draft. So guys like, you know, maybe if you have a third wide receiver spot, maybe you want to play that KJ Osborne. Maybe you want to get Richie James. Those are sort of the people that you want to target who could be cheap late round flyers that could prove really valuable this weekend. Isaiah Hodgins, those type of guys. Um, Definitely. I'm with you on that. Um, Let's go to running backs here. Um, A lot of options, obviously. There are going to be Mm -hmm. some really expensive options as well. You got the Joe Mixons, the Zeke Elliott's, the the Pollards, uh, the Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Dalvin. Actually, maybe hold on Dalvin because we don't know what the status of his health 100% is right now. Um, Who's the guy outside of like Christian McCaffrey that you're like, oh, shit, he's going to have a great game this week? Um, two guys come to mind, I think, and what's to me seems like an obvious one is Travis Etienne, just because that we've seen how the Chargers are against the run. Um, he probably will get a little bit overlooked. Another one is Elijah Mitchell back. Is that what I heard? Is he playing? If you want to get, if they get up by a lot, yeah. If you want to get fucking weird, I kind of like a lot Elijah Mitchell. Um, I actually am probably staying away from the Dallas running backs. That's just me personally. They've only averaged 75 rushing yards the last two weeks. Zeke literally looks uncomfortable running. Like, I don't even know. It's painful to watch. Like, I actually am probably staying a little bit away from them. Um, Outside of that, anyone else you're looking at? Zeke kind of looks like. It's like he ate Thanksgiving dinner and, like, yeah, never got that it. full feeling. Like, I was going to say he looks body. heavy. He looks like he has to poop. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, I, I, think that, I think that Thanksgiving dinner extended a little bit into January here. Um, the running back that I'm – you know, ETN's probably a really good play against the Chargers, but I, it depends on where you want to go, whether you think that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence or if it's going to be ETN. I think you got to kind of pick one or the other. Um right. And if they get from, you know, if they have to play from behind, like ETN screwed in this game, unless they're running a bunch of screens for him. Mm-hmm. I, it's interesting. I don't think that would be the direction that I would go, though. I do like the Elijah Mitchell one, though, if because if they get up a lot, like they're not going to play McCaffrey at all. They need right. to save him for actual good teams, which means right. Mitchell, they don't care. Let him go get 20 carries. So I think that that's actually a super sneaky play. And the totals low. They could be up a lot. Mitchell's like, that flex play that you kind of sneak in there, kind of right. love that. Um, I I think that the guy, if I'm going to pay a lot of money here, it would probably be for a guy that I think is going to score a touchdown. So I would probably go high, and I would just go for Austin Eckler, especially yeah. if you're if you, this might be the only game that you got to use him in, and he's probably going to put up. He's been a monster all year. He's going to score a touchdown. So mm-hmm. give me the anytime touchdown on Eckler, also for what it's worth. But he's going to yeah. put up 20. So I'm comfortable playing Eckler and playing really high for him in my RB1 spot. That's kind of where yeah. I'd be going. I'm the same way with Saquon, too. He had a really good showing against the Vikings last time. And I think he's another way that the Giants, if they do win this game, it's because Saquon scored a touchdown and he rushed for over 100 and whatever yards. All right. So let's move over to wide receiver here. I have one pick that I'm just like the super smash spot of the week. Stephon Diggs against his Miami Dolphins yeah. defense. Diggs is going to score a touchdown. He's going to have – you know, he might come out early in this game, but I think he's going to have like eight for 80 and a touchdown real quick. He's safe. He's at the top of the board. I don't even have to think about it. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Totally. I was thinking that you also, I mean, if you're going to go the Lawrence or like, I think Christian Kirk is an interesting option. I don't know why. Am I suddenly on Jacksonville? Maybe I do like Jacksonville. This whole show, I'm talking about how I like the Chargers. And then we get to this part and I now I'm on the on Jacksonville. So maybe I am changing, talking myself into Jacksonville a little bit more. I might be a closet Jacksonville fan as well. Um, like you said, two cheap options, again, come from that Giants-Vikings game. And Isaiah Hodgins, a KJ Osborne. Um, one of those guys, they honestly, Osborne has quietly been playing very, very well and is not getting talked about a lot. Um, but Richie James and Isaiah, I mean, Richie James scores a touchdown almost every freaking game. So uh, you're at a point where Jones trusts him, probably will get in the end zone, very cheap option. Um, anyone else you're looking at? Um, maybe like a wide receiver two play, Brandon Ayuk. Um, I don't think that they're going to utilize Debo in a heavy way against Seattle. Could be a Kittle game. Every game is a Kittle game, it seems like, with Brock Purdy. Yeah. But I think that IU could be someone that could have a lot of success early in that game. Um, you know, Jackson, go back to Jacksonville. If you don't want to go for Christian Kirk, I, I feel like Zay Jones could be a nice little flyer player yes. as a wide receiver two, wide receiver yes. three here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's head over to tight ends. Basically, there's only one top tight end option this week, which is going to be George Kittle. Mark Andrews. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. He hasn't been healthy. Yeah, you could use him, but I think there's probably better options on the board here. TJ Hawkins has been an absolute monster for the Vikings. Um, he destroyed you... the Giants, and they are not good at, at covering the tight end either. So Hawkinson would be our number one pick probably on the board. Kittle, obviously the way he's been playing would be up there too, but we don't yeah. know how much they're going to be passing in that game versus Seattle. So – those are the top two options. Andrews probably comes in third just because of who Andrews is. But outside of that, are there any flyers or any guys that you're looking – maybe they score like an anytime touchdown and that's a reason to play them in fantasy. Someone like a Dalton Schultz or a Dawson Knox that you like this week. Dawson Knox is interesting. Um, I do really like – I actually like Kittle to get in the end zone this week. For some reason, Purdy and him just have a nice little – connection going on seven TD receptions in the last over the last four weeks I can't I'm doing it again I'm going back to Jacksonville and I Evan listen, Ingram I'm doing it I'm fucking saying it and I don't want to see Evan Ingram quote tweet me ever again because I have been an Evan Ingram supporter since day one Evan Ingram's looked fantastic he finished the season so strong finished just the fantasy season in general strong um I like Evan Ingram all right that does it for our our fantasy uh, preview, go play Boost Ball. Go play Sunday's Best on the Champions Round app right now. That's all we got. We're out. Super Wild Card yeah. Weekend in the books. We got four parlays. We got fantasy in the books. I'm excited. I'm ready to roll. I need one thing on the way out from you, Smalls, and I'm going to put you on the spot. You can't get away from it. Prediction, Giants versus Vikings. What's the final score? <laughs> okay, so I think that game is going to be higher scoring than Jason does, but 30-28 is what the score might be. Which team wins? I can't say that out loud. Vikings win. Vikings uh, win. Oh, God. All right. That does it. Good luck with all of your gambling this weekend. We will talk to you next week. See you later. See ya.